Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, Soap fans and true believers. Here's the second half of my chat with Benjamin Bryant, who premiered this week on Forever and a Day, the latest soap opera. It's a podcast that you can find anywhere you can find this one, so be sure to catch up after this. Don't worry, he pays off the Steve Burton Days flashback, and I learned something. So enjoy the rest of our conversation on our love of soaps. So I was saying that the Young the Restless is reminds me of all that things could be, whether it's with the actors of color who they've never known what to do with, and so there's this great scene with uh, the storyline with Amanda uh, and uh, you know about Hillary, but Hillary was a great character, didn't have to. go. I love Hillary. You know? um, Anna was a great character, didn't have to go. Um, you know, and so my my question becomes, how much do I invest in these stories? Because are we just going to see them all change over again? And then some things are just repetitive. I just I just am not feeling them and they're moving so slowly. And that's the thing I think that we're really missing is it may be old school. soap, but I need something to drive. I need a villain. I need, I need somebody to be twirling their mustache, but they don't need to take over the show, but I just, you need to make them laugh. You need to make them cry. You need to make them wait. And, and I think you need to have all of that going at once. And, and everybody, even Ron, who I love so much, even Hogan Sheffer, even James Riley, they've all failed at this at some point or another. And hopefully it's a learning lesson. It's if you don't have all those things, if you don't have the destiny couple that's being kept apart, if you don't have, I mean, every soap has a couple that's being kept apart, but do you care if they're, yeah. apart, you know, and, and at this point they've played musical chairs on B&B so much that it's funny. If you had told me that Denise Richards would be a breath of fresh air anywhere, in the 90s during the <laughs> I would have been surprised I've always liked her well enough yeah but I certainly would not have associated with her being someone to come in but it's just nice to have someone in that family the Forrester family who is not one of the usual suspects and and Denise as, as you said it with um Ron and others has lived some life you know yeah. And she, so she has lived a soapy life. And, and, and honestly, the Real Housewives wasn't where it's at. It's it's not her interpreting herself that way. Uh, I was shooting a film with Patrick Muldoon um, last August. And Pat and I were talking. And he was he had just come off. They had just aired the episode of The Real Housewives where he comes to uh, what somebody's wedding. And Lisa Rinna and Denise Richards confront him about sleeping with them both at the same time back in the day. <laughs> and and you know and he was just like it's surreal man like they told me something would would be up but you know i didn't know and i just kept thinking i want that in my soaps i don't really want to know everybody's personal life i, I don't want to get excited and get invested in knowing who was sleeping with who or who hurt whose feelings and one of the things that i'll always say is reality shows they have their place and i don't trash them the way some other people do but they're not like i do <laughs> i disagree with andy yeah. cohen and i called him out on twitter yeah. about this you know little old me i realized oh, me too. <laughs> you know, but but is they're not the new soaps because 
with no. somebody flips the table, somebody acts poorly, somebody plots against somebody else. That is not the entertainment. The entertainment is then watching and waiting deliciously for Carrie to come and punch Sammy out at her wedding to Austin reveal that Will is actually Lucas's mm-hmm. son. They're, you're waiting for Carly, you know, can do all these things and then she's going to get hers and Nella's going to fall off that cliff. The one thing you know on soaps is when somebody is bad, you can enjoy it because you know they're going to get it. Soaps understand what right and wrong is. And when they get that wrong, or when they do something weird, like the time they had Brenda pretend to like make Michael a rape victim, think he had slept with her and betrayed his mom yeah. and father, all so she could get back at Carly, not only did that not feel like Brenda, it, it felt icky because Brenda's not bad. And if you're going to make Brenda bad, then sell it to us. You know, and and but when but when we, but generally on soaps, if somebody's bad, they're gonna get it. You know, and I don't mean bad. Now soaps have an idea like you can be a mobster and be bad, and you're not gonna. It's never gonna catch up with you. But I mean, but if you are on screen messing with the characters we love, if you are on screen, we can enjoy it. Whereas in like reality TV, it's hard to enjoy because we're supposed to be idealizing and thinking this person is awesome when they are actually a bad person in real life. It's like what you said, yeah. Ava would be a terrible. Yeah. person life but on screen she's wonderful on real housewives ava might be the semi-scripted version of a real person and then you're thinking i don't want my child to see anybody like this i don't want them cheering on going oh can you believe what she said you know last night or oh she's been lying to so-and-so because she's hoping that that'll break them up no 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 no, no. you bring that stuff home in real life we're gonna have a talk because i don't know if, if you're gonna get caught or if you're just gonna hurt people and and i don't feel that there's that camp that that drama on y&r and bmb at the same level. I mean, you've got, you've got all the things theoretically should work. They're just slow, you know, and, and I, and, and, and they, they went right to the retconning with Adam and giving him a new story on YNR with Steffi, you know, she's got the new doctor. I guess I should just be grateful. We're not getting hope Steffi Liam again. Yeah. Uh, I will say that's like the one thing I like besides, like you say, I like Shauna and Quinn. And then I liked Steffi and the drug storyline because, uh, again, as a newer viewer, I actually didn't mind the flow like Sally bit because mm. it was funny, like when uh, Flo wrote on her underwear. But again, right. I didn't have this love of Sally, so I didn't care. But I didn't understand why women were fighting over Wyatt because meh. But because like, on that show, yeah, there are about four men that women fight over all the time: <laughs> Wyatt, Bill. Liam and Rich and on that show and I've watched it since the day it came on on and off it was never really my show but I can when the, the old joke that you can check in with the soap you haven't watched for years and immediately know where you are is absolutely true because oh yeah is Ridge with, like wrestling too. Is not, you know is he yeah. is he with Ridge, is he with Brooke or is he going to be or is he with the person that he's going to eventually leave to go back to Brooke <laughs> You know, and Wyatt, I mean, not Wyatt, uh, well, Wyatt and Liam, Bill is always, you know, sort of, is he, actually, I love that Katie actually said this recently, but is he with Brooke or is he with the woman he's going to hurt because he wants to be with Brooke again? You know, and, and, and so, and I feel like there's a certain point when you deify and general hospital has gone to this well several times with Sonny and Carly before, which is why, yeah. uh, which is why some people really can't get over it at this point. Um, but, and which is why I thought Ron's approach, which rested Sonny or put him in weak situations, like when he was in prison, yeah. he wasn't the all powerful Sonny and he had to team up loved with Michael and Julian. And I loved that. Loved it. Yeah. I know that like, uh, you know, some people had a problem with the idea that, that Sonny wasn't all powerful and strong, but they all had to work together. And, and my favorite thing is too, is I'm not seeing them get to the Kendall Erica moments fast enough. Yeah. 
I swear to God, if Ava, well, forgive me, I shouldn't have said that, but you know, if <laughs> Ava and Carly snipe over Avery one more time, you know, it's, it's, they've been doing it a long time. In real life, it's tough enough when your sister-in-law is in a custody battle with, you know, with your brother. In real yeah. life, it's, it's bad enough when, you know, your, your friend's new wife doesn't like, you know, the ex-wife and you're having, you're, we don't want to watch that in real life. And, and it doesn't actually drive any story. Like when they were sniping over Morgan, there was, there were stakes, there were things that yeah. might happen. But watching two women, literally every time they come together, there's something going to talk about, you know, Avery doesn't need you and this and that and the other thing. And, and to me, it makes a lot more sense if, if Avery and and had bonded Sonny and, and Ava. Or actually, the, the true story I wanted was the patient six story to make Jason and Ava friends. Oh, yeah. And I him know. have to they say really to Sonny and Carly, yeah. she is my friend. I understand you don't like her. I get it. But she is my friend. And I'm going to keep, much like he used to have to do with Sam. And he yeah. had to do it with Elizabeth, who, you know, both of them were like, you need to keep Carly out of my business. Uh, you know, that's a good dynamic for Jason where he says, you know, what, Ava's my friend, you know, and you're my friend. And I'm you're not going to make me choose between the two. And Carly just never being able to, you know, to get over the fact that Jason loves them. That would give the, the, the Carly Ava thing some teeth. But well, arguing about it, whether Avery can stay out, you know, after band, you know, after band camp or something is not my deal. Yeah, I will say they really, really missed the boat because having Jason not be grateful to Ava when she did save his life was just the biggest what the fuck. Like and they bonded because that would have made so yeah, and it would have made so much more sense. It would have had that real thing with Carly because yeah. Sam knows she's second to Carly, right. and it's kind of sad that that character is fine with it, but whatever. Uh, again, I've done a little too much Sam bashing, so I'll move on. But yeah, it's one of those things that that would have been so much more interesting. And Ava needs friends. I love her friendship with Franco, and I do like that Franco at least seems to be like, well, Ava's at least the better person here with Nicholas. And that's kind of why I like the Nicholas pairing is because Ava gets to be the good one here. But to be honest, even with Griffin, she wound up being the good one. He was the one right. who was a jerk. And I, I literally called him Dr. Hot Freeze forever. I was so mad at him. You, after you just that, reminded me too, yeah. because the wrinkles that you would have had there since Ava and, and Sam are related, their immediate yeah. family. I mean, they're on a niece that Jason's friendship with Ava and, and him wanting to be like, you know, at first, because he did the same thing he did for Carly. I mean, this is something that yeah. Jason does well. How everybody, he told us the quarter means and he told people, you're going to have to accept that I'm friends with Carly, you know? Yeah. Um, when Sonny and Carly got divorced, he would say, you know what? I'm not giving up Carly. And people came to understand it. You know, I think, you know, Ava didn't have to be as strong a relationship as Car Carly. No. But I think that it, it when you when you have an enduring friendship where every now and then you catch up and you've been through something together and they didn't, she didn't just save his life. They spent a long time with her and yeah. you know, talking in the sanitarium. And the other thing, as I, as I say all the time is the other failure of that story was not being able to use it to bring Emily back or at least hint that yeah. Emily was back because if you had a project where, and we still don't know who the other patients were. And, and I, I have, I know a brilliant writer in Atlanta who has some great ideas on how they could do this. So, you know, Oh, and we need Dr. Yeah, you know, who that person is caller. Sure. Um, yeah. uh, but, um, and but if you don't know who that person is call me and I'll put you in touch with her. But, um, yeah. <laughs> but I think that, you know, that when you have something with twins and I think you could easily do Sometimes the audience is willing to believe whatever you're willing to do to get where you need to be. Yeah. And I think anything involving Rebecca being brainwashed, you know, or Rebecca, Rebecca, them grabbing Rebecca and Rebecca being sent back, anything would have been great. Emily coming back thinking she was Rebecca, anything to get Natty back, I think would have been a, 
would have been a plus because people really want that corner main mansion filled up again. And I'm pleasantly surprised, even with the recast, at, at how Brooklyn is starting to find her, her place. You know, yeah. She wasn't, again, before, before the pandemic, she was just kind of always confronting everyone and making excuses for herself. I, I would have loved to see what uh, Madison would do with what she's got right now. Yeah, but I goodness, love her. A baby is a blessing. A, yeah. a baby is a blessing. And, you know, and absolutely do what you need to do for your pregnancy. And we will welcome you back when you're, you're, you're ready. And, and I've even forgiven the fact that the recast doesn't, doesn't do an accent, but um, I, you know, I would have loved to see Adrian Leone return. You know, that's the kind of thing I'd like yeah, to see was, now, maybe with her health on. problems. But yeah. but I will say that that's what I'm talking about. If you can't get Robin, get Carrie. If you can't get, you know, if you couldn't get Kelly that day, get Megan. The audience will understand. Is Megan as good as the crazy Connie? No, she wasn't cast to be crazy Connie. But she had a ball, and we enjoyed it because we had that connection. When Marcy Miller walked back in, I, I know, and let me tell you, audience, I know you're probably used to the blocks. This is my ADD, but I hope you're enjoying this anyway. Um, oh, we've done these before too. Like, oh, good, good, good. Uh, I'm like, I don't have to feel so guilty. <laughs> oh yeah, it, don't worry. I'm like, you know what? I, like, we're good because we're just we're pointing at all of the yeah. things, and and this is what how the style was at the beginning anyway. But I'm glad we're on the same page. I'm like, no, don't worry, we're good. Talk and about when, these all you want. <laughs> when Marcy walked back in, and she says, you know, hi, you know. What are you doing in my husband's arms? To me, and it's so funny, she and Kate Mounsey are so different. And that's also another yeah. rule of mine with recasts. Rarely does a look-alike recast work. Don't try to hire the same energy. Don't try to hire the same actor. You know, just hire the best person for the, as if it's a new character and, and let the audience have time to, to fall in love with them because Laura Wright is nothing like Jennifer Bransford, Jennifer Bransford, who's the only person I thought got cheated because she only had six months and, and she didn't get her own story until the last like month and a half. And when she said yeah. Carly went crazy and that was really good. Like I remember the, like being kind of annoyed, like feeling like she didn't fit. And then when she sat on that bed with uh, Rick Hurst and she and Rick, explained to her they like, missed her the boat there yeah <laughs> with rick, carly and rick, rick explained oh. when rick explained to carly jennifer rents for carly that she wasn't a bad girl who had seduced her friend and ruined her friend's life she was molested and like the recognition dawned in carly's eyes i was like there you go that's why they hired jennifer bransford but my understanding is by that point they were already secretly screen testing laura wright and, and many yeah. others uh, because, and I kept thinking, I remember when people were, were trying to, to spearhead, um, I remember talking with Tamara Braun about this, actually. I remember when people were trying to spearhead uh, postcard campaigns, and that's back when they did all that, to get rid of Tamara Braun because she was so different from Sarah Brown. But back then, you got six months a year, but they stood by you. And who knows what might have been going on yeah. behind the scenes or whatever. And Laura Wright has been a gift all this time. So, I, so you know, what, what happened happened. What is is what is. But um, all of those Carlys were so different. But the one thing they all had was an internal fire, but it was a very different kind of internal yeah. fire. And, and to, so to this day, I think that, you know, some people like Kate Manzi, some people like uh, Marcy Miller. They are so different in the role. But it was not jarring at all to see her walk into that house. We've seen her play a million scenes in, and where and, and, and it's funny because I can see how I watched her first scenes, and in my head I could see how Kate Manzi would have delivered them, and she would have delivered them so differently. They even dress completely differently, and and her, their chemistry with they both have incredible chemistry with uh, Billy Flynn, but it's totally yeah. different kinds of chemistry, like like 
uh, Marcy does the lingering kisses and the smoldering looks and the half smiles and things. Whereas, uh, whereas Billy and, and, and Kate have a much more conventional soap, young love couple, you know, doe eyes and blinking and, and, and happiness. And it's just, it's so different, but the thing is if we're comfortable. So when somebody has to go or somebody has to be recast, I think the first thing is to find someone else who's played the role, even if they weren't incredibly popular in that role, because we, we are already used to them playing. Opposite. Yeah. And the second thing is to find a Lindsay Hartley or somebody who's just so beloved that it's, that it's, it's a joy each day watching them play someone else, you know, I think. And then as a very last resort, which is no knock at all on the wonderful young lady who, who's doing yeoman's work in a very difficult field playing Brooklyn to find someone yeah. who we don't have an attachment to, you know, because I think Lindsay Hartley has proved that it doesn't, you know, it doesn't mean that, the other person can't come back. All it means is they should they should bring Dr. Kara Martin to uh, to yeah. the hospital stat because she also shares an ex with Anna Devane. David yeah, Hayward. and I have said, and that's why when you were talking about all the extra patients and everything, there is no reason on this God's given earth or whoever you worship or don't that David Hayward should not be a part of General Hospital. The show's called General Hospital. Vincent would love to be on the show. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves Vincent. He is delightful. The character shares a past with Anna. You could have Lindsay back, and ha- she's a doctor as well from that. Those and they can visit. So you can, if you don't have yeah. room, they can visit for a while. I mean, six weeks is a wonderful yeah. time for an arc in soaps. And David yeah. is a very strong character. So if you're, if you're, I love him. Yeah. But I'll tell you what. I believe Finola did her best work, like in her career. And and it's been a wonderful, amazing career when yeah. um, when Leora died, their daughter, and it was. I don't know if you were old enough for watching then, but David. Yes, because I loved. Surgeon. I was in love with oh, Leo. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> so, David was a so, heart yeah, surgeon. And when he said, you know, when he busted in on there because he, you know, he was the best heart surgeon, and he didn't, and he uh. he took on. He says, you know, only I can save our daughter when she didn't have a good chance at all, mm-hmm. and then she died. And I remember over the. I, it was such a realist. It was both soapy and grounded in the kind of thing that any mother would be like, you know what? The truth is yeah. she was probably going to die anyway. And in a way for you, you needed to know because you only you trusted yourself. But for me, I needed to know that it would have been, you know, that, that it would have happened anyway and not involving you. I needed to not look at you and associate with you. And uh, the, the way those two, they did an image campaign that year with Enrique Iglesias' Escape. Mm-hmm. And they shot these beautiful things on location, I think at like a resort or something. And it was Jackson Sky, who were a great couple. And um, and Anna and, and David were the ones from All My Children. And they were like in bed. And then, and then you realize he had a secret when he picked when she picked up his phone and then she looks at the camera and it's like, come escape with ABC daytime. Uh, you remember back when they did that, when they would actually invest yeah. money in promoting? Uh, you know, but, that's how Frank Valentini really uh, got in with these soaps yeah. was the what if campaigns. And they've sort of brought those yeah. back, like mentioning them. And I'm like, yeah, like that's what people, people love to throw their daggers. Too, but he knows what he knows what he's doing. Okay, guys, like trust it. Right. The Days app has has provided a lot of that kind of content is our lives viewers. And the truth is anything that builds the one thing I've said a long time, and and I almost did this as my master's research. Sorry, sorry, soaps. Um, But I ended up studying something else is I truly believe that soaps. Yes. One of the things that bothers me the most is that, say, for example, all my children was profitable when it was canceled. It just yeah. wasn't as profitable as a talk show would be because a talk show only has one permanent talent and one set. 
And so you can make a talk show and it can get half the ratings the soap does, but because it's so cheap to make, you know, you get higher profits. And my, my point is at what point do you need, first of all, do you have enough money? Do you need more money just to have it? Second of all, you don't have the loyalty. How many times? So in that all my children spot, you've had the chew, you've had the, you know, and, and one life to live, you've had. Yeah, the, nothing has worked. No, yeah. not, none of that has worked. But I'll yeah. tell you what, I believe that when people watch soaps, because of their investment in the story, I've been so gobsmacked by something that happened when I'm watching live that I just sit staring at the commercials for it to come back because I don't even mm-hmm. want to step away. But the relationship I have with the characters, I'm more emotionally invested than I am in any other kind, any other medium because it's on five days a week. And because of that, I believe the advertising hits differently. I believe, yeah. I believe the loyalty to the network, the loyalty to the products you see over and over again hit differently. And that's what you give up. You, you make a small amount of money in a short period of time, but you give up that audience who will then bring their children to the party. And maybe it's fewer than back when we only had three networks and, and most women worked at home. We were, uh, definitely worked at home, you know, but we're yeah. at home. And, you know, but we used to have football players and, and anybody, doctors and, and people at the store where oh. I worked when I, was in the, when I was young. You know, anybody would watch soaps in a break room. We only had three channels. Yeah, the Dallas Stars would always oh, uh, yeah. schedule their naps after all my children because they love Susan Lucci. <laughs> it, 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 I remember Snoop. Snoop's to That's this a hockey calls, team uh, for people. And we're in the Western Conference Finals, just so everybody knows. But yeah. you know, I follow my Texas teams. Although, okay. although Dallas teams typically aren't my teams, but but I do follow them. Uh, um, but it's you know, but what it's, other teams are there? Well, you know, for a while, it depends. It really just okay. depends because when I was there, yeah. we had we had our uh, our uh, minor league team, the Ice Bats. Yeah hockey oh, yeah. and then uh i don't know if they're still there and then of course we even had we had an entirely different football team in houston when i was young and we had an entirely different um uh you know sort of sports thing and i think the yeah. time is because my other yeah. home besides texas is dc the cowboys the whole D- cowboys uh washington uh, thing washington was, football, team. Time, yes, the washington football <laughs> yes. team but that whole uh, rivalry which of course hits a little different yeah. today with such a big thing but you know it's but you know i am old enough that i used to cover well, I did it one one summer. I covered training camp for the Redskins. I mean, the Redskins, sorry, uh, for the Cowboys mm-hmm. at St. Ed's. In, um, oh, fun. Like, so, yeah, yeah. Troy Eggman was the quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's how old I am. And, uh, but, you know, I think that it, I think that those relationships, you know, I say that to uh, my parents and my partner, Tommy. I say that to the employees who work with, work for Tommy and me. I I always say, because we'll be watching soaps, and I'll say, I remember when this child was young, or I'll pull up something on YouTube and show, and this is a good... Like with Brady and Kristen, how creepy right. that is, oh, especially yeah. if you were that, like a regular days watcher. I'm like, there, there's a lot of questionable relationships. very well. And it's Although I shouldn't throw stones. Some people are 20 years older than me, and I think they're the hottest people. But, <laughs> but, at, least, but at least, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, actually... This is a good chance to explain what I what I teased earlier. Uh, so, believe in soap operas is sponsored by Simply Safe. Simply Safe was designed to be easy to use while protecting your whole home twenty four seven. Order online, just open the box, place the sensors, and plug it in. Now your home is protected around the clock. It's that simple. Simply Safe. That's S I M P L I Safe. Head to simplysafe.com slash team and get free shipping and a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's simplysafe.com slash team. 
when I first started watching Days of Our Lives, uh, which would be, you know, watching it when my mom would watch it and when I was home from school, Eve Donovan, played by Charlotte Ross, came to town. And she yeah, was Mama movie. Smoke from yeah, she, Arrow. Right. <laughs> so she was, and she was very quiet and she was very mistreated. And then we figured out that she had been kind of Tracy Lords. She had been forced into prostitution. So she had been a child and teen prostitute. And Shane had found out that, so when Gabrielle came and told Shane that he had a daughter, Shane helped rescue her. And then they brought her to Salem because it was a small town. And she started to be happy and she started to get over the trauma, all of that. Kimberly, who was a former prostitute herself, uh, Kimberly Brady, that's Kayla and, and Roman's other brother, because I know other sister, because I know you guys are new to mm-hmm. Teresa Donovan, Jen Lilly's mom. Yeah. Uh, she 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 was Shane's wife, so she was like, stepmother. Of she, yeah, she and Eve really have you know a lot of stepmother. But she, when she found out all of that, she as a former prostitute herself was helping her. Well, then Steve Burton figured out his character. I think his name was Harris. Figured out that she used to be a prostitute, and so he made a bet with the other guys at school. And a lot of people were really mean to Eve. I remember. I think I want to say Jennifer. Yeah. They kind of did the whole thing they did with Belle, and like people forget that Mimi, who you haven't seen, but you might have seen, yeah, Farrah yeah, yeah, she I, was I knew, really yeah. she was part of the group with Jan Spears, who made fun of Chloe. Um, and uh, but it was the same sort of thing. Like Jennifer, I think, who I remember who she was dating. She made, I think she was dating Frankie Brady, but they were not kind to Eve, and when, and so Eve was very hesitant to date because her idea of men were these older, disgusting men who abused her. And, but Harris, but they made a bet. Whoever could sleep with the former prostitute, you know, would win the bet. And they pulled all this money. And I'll never forget, like Steve Burton's character won. And she, it was a big deal for Eve to decide to have sex with someone because of all of her trauma. And, and I, I'll never forget, you know, this is going to sound so funny because I'm like whatever age I am and I probably shouldn't have been watching it at the point. And oh, trust he says me, I shouldn't her, have been in love with Todd Manning as a little girl. So <laughs> he no says to her, you were, you were great. And I remember being like, what was she great at? Like, I remember <laughs> like being like eight or nine and being like, what was she great at? Uh, as they were laying in bed together. But then when it came out that she thought that she was loved and Shane was opposed to her sleeping with them. And then Kimberly was like, honey, with your trauma, you shouldn't be having sex. And she defended him and all those things like that. And then it came out that all the boys at school had um, made this bet. And I can't remember if Jennifer had known, but, and it just broke her. It just broke her. Like, you know, she was already, you know, and, and Shane was so angry and Eve has never been, she right since. And so when I say Sierra may be quote unquote dead right now, because of Steve Burton's Harris character, <laughs> this mm-hmm. is how he and um, he and uh, Missy Reeves and her husband Scott—they were all on days together. Yeah, uh, they were all in high school together. The other characters, and I think I don't remember if Tanner was a little bit older, but Tanner dated. Um, so if you know uh, Lindsay's character Sarah, who's with Xander on Days of Our Lives, yes, her older sister Melissa was with Mike Leeson's character, and as far as I know, may still be married to him. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, and many people thought when the whole One Life to Live Prospect Park thing happened that Mike Leeson would get picked up by days. But, uh, yeah. but anyway, so Eve was really broken. I mean, she had one chance to kind of heal and, and trust and not see herself as a woman who's being used by men. And Steve Burton's Harris, like, won a bet and all the guys at school to see who could sleep with the prostitute and see if it was better, quote unquote, than with the high school girls. And, high school Eve was broken and hated Jennifer and hated all the guys. The other people left the show and she's hated Jennifer ever since, but she grew bitter and ugly. And all I'm saying is don't look at Ben Weston. Look at, uh, look at Harris, wherever he is, find that guy and kick his ass. 
because Ben is so cute, even though he, uh, I always laugh because I'm like, oh, he's so young. And then I look and I'm like, oh, he's like a year older than me. Because oh, as hilarious. I looked into uh, Steve Burton on the show, I was like, so that was the year I was born. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> no wonder I don't remember it. But yeah, like, even though I'm always like, Ben's so cute for a young one. And I'm like, oh, he's older than me. But I like Ben and I like Robert Scott Wilson. And I do like the fact, same thing with Franco and Ava. Some characters shouldn't forgive them for what they right. did. And that's human. That's real. Not everybody needs to be friends. But yeah, that's so interesting. I had no idea Steve Burton was even on Days or all of that. But yeah, I knew that Charlotte Ma Ross was the original Eve, and I know her best from Era. That was like her but first yeah, that big was, story, yeah. you know, when a teenager. And, and that's when we found out she was a teen prostitute. And then Marco, uh, not Marco, I can't remember what his name was, but then her old pimp came back to town and then they were kind of a super couple for a while. But the truth is she hasn't had healthy relationships with men ever. And uh, Frankie and uh, was her friend for a little bit. And Jack was probably her best friend over time when they would team up to scheme. But, you know, it, but, you know, but there was even a period of time when I didn't watch Days as faithfully. It was the time when like Mia and uh, when they first introduced the teen scene where now like Chad and, and, and Abigail and all those folks. Abigail, I wasn't, I think, sorry, yet, but that's when Will got, um, Gabby pregnant that was not my favorite time on the show and actually I'll say as yeah. we talked about with Michael the two times Will with both portrayers and I know Guy Wilson and I love him to death and I recently worked with Christopher Sean who played um, oh I love Christopher uh, Sean yeah uh, uh, Paul Narita and uh, we were both talking about how much we loved Guy but when Will was a mini Sammy so when EJ was manipulating Will and using the fact that Will had an obvious crush on him and Will was so hurt and so broken and EJ was blackmailing him with the fact that he would tell everyone he was gay. And uh, and so EJ made Will do terrible things and Will liked it. It was sort of a weird Dom sub thing. That was risky. I get it. And it was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing because Chandler Massey and, and, and then when Will was blackmailing their marriage therapist to, to make him to make him say that Sonny should get and then we found out he'd been sleeping with all these guys in LA. Poor guy Wilson, okay. he was so unfaithful. Yeah. And I kept wanting like Sonny to bring it up when recently. You know, he's like, and then you spread your legs for like every guy. You went to LA and slept with like five yeah. dudes. And um but that's the kind of thing, unfortunately, that they would absolutely have a woman say, but no one ever seems to call Will on. But Will came to life in those last few things. I'll tell you, literally, the moment when Sammy was like, but you can't tell Sonny. He's like, no, 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 no. She's like, Will, I'm trying to help you. Yeah. And then he got excited and leaned in. And I'm like, why hasn't Will been the female Sam? I mean, the, the male Sammy this entire time? You know, just like the messy gay who, because once upon yeah. a time, you didn't want to do that because it was a stereotype. But now we have such wonderful diversity on soaps with Lucas. And, and especially, it makes sense because Sonny is a do-gooder and, like, he's the good Kyriakis. And Will could be the next generation, the bad Brady. And then they have an almost toxic push-and-pull relationship, but one that sort of always survives in the end. And instead, they really sort of put Will in kind of weird clothes and made him smile a lot. And I don't think it served their, like, however million, million time Emmy nominee, multi-Emmy winner Chandler Massey. And it definitely yeah. didn't serve um, Guy Wilson, who, when you just have to play a do-gooder all the time, they at least have to be, like, a classic heroine or, or hero. Basically, on a soap, if you're a do-gooder, you need to get kidnapped sometimes. You need to yeah. be afraid. But you put two do-gooders together, Sonny and Will, who's doing the betraying? Who's getting kidnapped? Who's and, and they never committed to making Will like Sammy. And, and yeah. I think it was a lost opportunity. I feel like we might be getting there with Allie, but oh, yeah. I really like Chandler as Will. And again, I don't have as much history with Days, but I feel like Will without Sonny w was so much better. Like, even though they were still together on the show, it's when he was in the scenes with his family 
as opposed to that. And again, I don't know all the history with the relationship. I'm it just going with what I saw. Yeah. But they but again, given so that it was two good me. people yeah. married, they were just yeah. boring. I mean, their wedding was lovely guy and and uh and and uh Freddie did a wonderful job with that. They also recreated several scenes when when Chandler came back with that. And all of that was very good, but for example, all that cheating will did except for a scorching yeah. scene with uh, I was I was joking with with uh Christopher Sean about this. Mm-hmm. Except for a scorching scene that actually shocked me. I was amazed it got through when Will and Paul had their had their affair and then Sonny came over and Will was in the shower and Paul's <laughs> hotel room yeah. and Sonny's sitting there and then then we find out about the Sonny secret past so then Paul is like sort of hitting on Sonny and Sonny's hitting on Paul while Will's in the shower after just slept with Paul. That was the only time it really felt soapy. Other than that, all the yeah. other I was talking about happened off screen and Will just started crying and confessing that he had that he had done all that you know that he had slept with all these people in la and i'm not saying that we want every character to be messy and unfaithful i'm just saying if you're going to pair two characters they both can't be good goody two shoes yeah because i i will say that's where a lot of you know michael's pairings the thing with sabrina and with willow is like okay i'm fine with this as long as we let michael be michael like michael seems way too well adjusted sometimes to be the guy that we all know the crap he's been through. And I do like that we have Michael as sort of like the Jason character where he doesn't have as much emotion or things like that, given certain circumstances, fine. But when he had his fire, when they were showing the the General Hospital version of classics, which may not have been as much as some people wanted, but, you know... They were the ones they had ready. Yeah, but, like, you see whenever Michael found out about Sonny killing AJ. To me, it's like, let's get that Michael back. I get that we're never going to have Michael hate Sonny again. And again, that's fine. But Let's have a little bit more AJ with Michael. Well, okay? no, I would have like, liked Michael to be the mentally yeah. ill one. I would like Michael yeah. to have a vice so that he is so. Because I, I, as someone, you know, I've got a great family, but I've got a big family. And we've had a lot of stresses. You know, my dad was a general. We moved around a lot. And, and I always felt as the oldest child that I was supposed to be the anchor for the other kids. Of course, I wasn't. My parents, you know, they weren't asking me to do that. But, you know, when you feel that kind of responsibility, now yeah. add soap level drama. And you can understand how someone like Michael, with, with whose parents were just a straight up train wreck has always yeah. felt like he had to be the adult but where is that pain but meanwhile he's he's killed for his parents he's you know and and he's closed so many he went to prison so for them yeah he was raped yeah um yeah you know and, and so i think that which was a very unusual and powerful thing to do on american soap opera and yeah, so that was a really good storyline it like, really really was well not, done and i'm glad they actually retconned because it made no sense that franco sent someone to rape him I, that was just that was too far uh, just like when they had michael smother aj you know kill, yeah. kill his own father that was too far but um but i think that what they what they haven't done is you can't be as together like you haven't seen michael do the work in therapy you haven't seen michael no. you know do the work does he have a, an extreme hobby or anything all we've seen is michael just be too good to be true and i think that rings poorly if chad duel wasn't so talented and so good in the role actually the last time i liked chad in a pairing i like sabrina a lot but again i think it would have suffered over time from oh yeah just like will and sunny were great in the beginning from okay who's who's the drama here um but i think that for example um i like michael and star because Star yeah. was Star was broken, and Star was always Star did punch people out. She punched Johnny out. I remember that. You know, uh, Star was fighting with Connie. Star was grieving, and and Michael was both a caretaker, but there was action that scene, and then there was the um, you know 
later the tension with her as Kiki and and um, see with her as Kiki, they did too much changing too much. of direction to where it was not as palatable. And to me, right. that that was one of those times where I've talked about it on this show before. Kirsten Alderson to me will always be little girl star. And there were just some, even as star on one life to live and GH, there were some scenes that it's just like, this has got to make everyone uncomfortable. And I know other people have had to share that same sentiment. And yeah. And especially when they went there with Kiki, that was just, that's a time I'd like to forget. So that's why I think <laughs> what makes the most sense is I'm, yes. you know, I love Haley. Yes. I always say that Haley Aaron. Yeah. She was Rimes. great. Yeah. But specifically, those two actresses, when I went to the Emmys for the first time, um, it was very overwhelming. So I flew in from D.C., and the first thing was there was, like, a party for all the nominees. And so I, I didn't know anything about L.A., and I should have known from D.C. traffic. But I arrive, and I realize <laughs> there's no time for me to get to Hollywood from LAX. So I have to go into the bathroom and change in the bathroom at LAX into my suit and everything. And then I have to go do the red carpet and do all that stuff. And when I get in there, I'm just really overwhelmed. And and I'll never forget Haley Aaron and Cameron Grimes arrived. And there's something inherently just so nice about them. And they were like, hey, do you know anybody? Do you know anybody down there? And they sort of were like, they sort of did like the, okay, so, you know, who do you know or who would you like to know? And they pointed me in the direction. And then from that night on, it was fantastic. And one day I can tell yeah, you all about we met. Yeah. And then I was, when I was leaving, we ended up in the same like, well, they were waiting for their car from the valet, and I needled Cameron Grimes. I said, you know, I love seeing you as an adult. I said, I said because, you know, the only thing I've seen you in, and I just wanted to run and throw my my coat over the TV, and I would have shocked all my friends, was at Magic Mike. You know, when I realized it was Cameron Grimes, I was like, I just wanted to throw a coat over the TV and be like, no. And she was like, oh, my God. Like, she was laughing. And then the same thing happened. And I so I say they're my guardian angels because at the reception, uh, there was someone who was being kind of unkind to me you know, being a little bit of an elitist about digital shows versus whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of just stumbled back and went in a different direction because there's no point in engaging when you're a grown-ass man on that stuff, right? You just kind of mm -hmm. like, well, nice to know your opinion and leave. And I ended up like sitting down, like Haley Aaron just kind of like indicated and smiled really warmly. And I sat down and chatted with them and Eileen Davidson for just a few minutes, told a very embarrassing story to Eileen Davidson about how when I was 11, I wrote her a fan note about how beautiful she was. <laughs> And turns out my mom didn't send it because she thought it was a little adult. It wasn't. It wasn't like adult explicit. It was just like you're telling this woman she's so beautiful. <laughs> you know, yeah. it might be a little creepy getting this from an 11 year old. Yeah. Um, and Eileen was just wonderful. And then it's one of those things where she walks away, and and I look at Aaron and, and Cameron Grimes and say like, Why did I tell that story? <laughs> but I'll just never forget. She uh, last thing I said, she looked at me and she says, You're doing great. And, and I'm 40 years old or something at this point, but I was in a new world and I've worked for presidents of the United States. You know, I have, I have prepared, you know, reports directly for that stayed up all night because they went to the president in the morning and, and, you know, my dad's a general and in Washington put me in front of an archbishop or a, uh, or, or, or a vice president of the United States. And I won't blink, but put me in front of Eileen Davidson and I'm 11 years old again. Uh, you know, or put me with, you know, Ron Moss or Laura Ryder, these people who they feel like family and I don't want to do wrong by them. You know, I don't want to say the wrong thing. And then you throw in all the bizarre drama that comes with the digital shows and, and, and the high stakes that came with that, which it turns out was all, I didn't know much about it. And, and most people just made a bigger deal of it was I've met almost everyone now and they're all lovely and wonderful. And I didn't have anything to worry about, but 
I'll never forget how those two, now I'm old hat at it, but how those two popped up everywhere. I, anytime I was nervous, they just suddenly were there and so kind. So thank you guys. Thank you. Yeah. Like I, I really, Kiki was a character that I hated, that I didn't like because I love Kristen and I love, or Kirsten, yeah. or is it Kristen? I think There's she's Kristen, Kristen and Kirsten is yeah. Kirsten's um, <laughs> Storms. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I always mix those two up. But yeah, I really liked her. But when they transitioned it over to Kiki and there was the fluke stuff, as we called it, I was just, ugh. And yeah, then Haley Aaron weird, Especially like when yeah. he was trying to, to grope her. Uh, you know, oh, I think yeah. Haley coming in, even though she was a little was rough so at good. first, it gave, um, but again, I mean, I don't know why people are hard on me. I mean, you, if you walk into somebody else's story and and you've only been like a like a minor character, she was on YNR recently. Let me tell you, it is hard because the pace is insane. And I'm like, give somebody a week, and sure enough, after a week she blossomed, and then after a couple of years she wins the Emmy. So good for her. But yeah, it gave Kiki the chance to be her own character. Yeah. And I feel like it was a lot of the writing. And two, like, especially when some things are a little associated, a recast can help sort of move along. And maybe, you know, she seemed a little bit older. And we had a different maturity with Kiki that we didn't so much see. Yeah, that's why I really wish we could have, like, characters like Star back. Because like you say, that that would come back. I think uh, I'd love to find out that that her her child, Hope, is, is, is... well good because that's what she went off to find and yeah but you know it's interesting you're talking about recasts um claire on days of our lives they are oh, yeah. clearly they're clearly doing that with her because the thing that's a little jarring is i'm like why can't she have like a side pony or something because claire was always so quirky with the accessories and the costumes and the new claire is very much like pastels and like long Vanessa Marcel sleeves and, and all these things. And so they're clearly saying, okay, she's not crazy Claire anymore. But I'm like, couldn't we just get like a side pony, a little weird haircut, a little strange bracelet or something just to connect us? Because if the TV was off, I never, ever, ever would have known she was Claire. But I am never hard on recast, so I can't wait to see what they're going to do with her. I just, you know, I just, right now, she doesn't feel like Claire because they clearly are rebooting Claire in a different direction. Yeah, which is good. Because like you say, with, you know, days specifically, like to me, Marcy Miller fits better in the storyline right now for Abigail. Because yeah. to me, Kate Manzi seems a little young to do much anything else in the relationship that we should be having with, I know that there's talk about doing the, something with her and Jake or with her and Chad even. Kate Manzi seems a little young to be more in this mature family they thing. They were that as wonderful soap yeah. young love yeah. thing. But I'll, you know, I'll never forget that Chad faked having a brain tumor so she gave up her virginity to him. And that's always been weird yeah. to me. And so, now granted, that was a different Chad. But... Finally, with both characters recast, it feels like a very adult relationship that's a little bit different yeah. from those sort of soap games. But, you know, Abigail's another character who doesn't get a pass uh, because Kate Manzi's Abigail, especially, because uh, it was all played by her, was just, she's like Elizabeth, Elizabeth Weber. People forget that, that she lied and told everybody that Austin slept with her. So that nearly destroyed Austin's marriage to Carrie and all these things like this, and then had to reveal when it all came out that she was still a virgin, you know, and that she was just lying to get attention and to get Austin to leave his wife for her. Then she slept with Sammy's husband, um, you know, and, and creating one of the greatest lines on Days of Our Lives history. When Sammy confronted Abigail, she said, oh, yes, I heard it all. I heard everything, all the grunting and the, the trash. You were right there in the shower telling God that you'd be arriving soon. And I was like, oh, my God, did she just say that? <laughs> you know, but, um, you know, and then they often play like Abigail is so sainted. But I think that that rich history 
really sort of led into her her breakdown. But I think you're right. Now we're at a place where she's a mother. She did some tremendous work with Teo Penglis, uh, who is a wonderful person. Yeah. Uh, that I think him. that it is no slot a slam on Marcy, but sometimes, like you said, I mean, on Marcy, I'm sorry, on Kate, it's just yeah. sometimes having an actor with a different toolbox, not a better toolbox, not a worse toolbox, just a different toolbox, allows you to tell different stories at different times. And that we definitely saw that with Haley Aaron. We definitely see that with Marcy and Kate. And to me, the musical chairs are fun because... I'm not jarred when I see them with everybody. I don't have to get used to them. And I know that we're going to get to play a different shade and I won't get tired of it. Yeah. And that's where I'll say that I wish we could get with the Nicholas Ava Frizz storyline because I do feel like Marcus has chemistry with Mora. But then again, Mora is one of those people that has chemistry with the lamp. Uh, so it's not hard. Yes. And I do feel like she works great with younger guys, with Griffin, with Morgan even. And that relationship to me was never creepy because Ava's not this motherly role. But the, the Ava versus Elizabeth part of it, like you say, that, that sainted character that's not really sainted is sort of how on one hand they play Elizabeth. I see that like that would be a better foil with Elizabeth right. and Ava was like, why does she get to be the good girl when, I mean, exactly. honestly, Elizabeth had way more. I mean, we've had 25 years with Elizabeth, I think, but let's just say Ava gets called a slut and bad all this time. But I'm like, honestly, Ava's not had that many partners on this show. Like, you know, and I would comparatively. Love yeah. Says, why is she yeah. insane? Because that was part of, that was that whole nightmare when Connie came back where she was like, I'm going to stop apologizing for being me because no matter what I do, and Lord knows many of us can identify with that. No matter yeah. what I do, you'll read it this way or you'll believe when somebody else says this, that my motivations were this and you won't even ask me, you know? And, and I think for a lot of people in this industry, or who have had who've achieved a lot you know there's always going to be people who love you and there's always going to be people who hate you and learning how to manage the the higher you go up you know it's either it's either people are going to reach down and try to pull you down or they can see your ass which person are you going to be you know just keep going and 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 don't worry about the people trying to pull you down just keep your pants up <laughs> you know and 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 i think that ava represents kind of a realized thing but i actually got really excited and didn't mind at all when liz was pretending jake was jason and i mean i'm sorry when liz was pretending jason was jake and not telling him the truth about his past and then he turned out to be see jake. i hated that <laughs> i didn't mind it at all because i remembered when that was who she was yeah you know? That Liz, I remember, when, I remember when Liz planted condoms yeah. on Nicholas's in Nicholas's sweater yeah. because her sister was going on a date with Nicholas and her sister had asked Nicholas to respect that she wanted to wait. So Liz planted condoms in Sarah's and uh, Nicholas's jacket so that um, Liz would, Sarah would find them and think that he was going to pressure her into sex and would break them up. That was Liz. Yeah. Right? That's she was a bad girl. Jason became, yeah. Because she was dancing on top of the bar. When she hurt, when she hurt, she would go for vitamin D. And that's how she ended up with Cameron for one night. And Jason, people forget, Jason and Liz, yeah. I don't think ever dated. Ever. Not really. Yeah. yeah, their, yeah. Their, their initial, when Lucky died in the fire, that initial thing with Liz and Jason right. was good. But every iteration after, they've turned Liz in, they would turn Liz into very pathetic with Sam. And while I thought that Liz had great chemistry with, you know, Drew, you know, who he eventually became to be, it was a regression of Liz that I didn't like. I don't I thought it was Liz fun because. Scheming. Yeah. I liked seeing her conflicted again. I liked, I liked the old Liz who she really just put on. I mean, that's how she became a nurse. You know, being yeah. an artist wasn't paying. She had to take care of her kids. Yeah. She really just put the old her on pause. She never really, 
Now, now I think she's very much like a mature woman and a mother, and I like that about her. But I think she kind of, I almost feel like she had to go through that situation with yeah. Drew one time just to realize, like, see, it didn't work then, it better. doesn't work now. Yeah. I, I'm better than this. And that's why I think everyone forgave her. Well, yeah, and that's why I don't want to see her backslide with Nicholas. And I do like, just like with the Jake stuff, it was Nicholas to be the one to tell her and talk to her about it. Because Nicholas is her go-to for that. Every time she backslides, it really is Nicholas, whether they actually hook up or whether it's just talking to him. And he's not good for her. Franco is actually good for her, and she is good for him. And I like to see characters mature. And that's why I like the, uh, you know, different Abigail that we're seeing because I don't mind a Carly and Ava because that's who they are. They, they, these grown-ass women don't have to, like, mature. That that would be different. But we should have some decent moms on the show. Let's face right, it. Right. There should... And, and, and to me, it made sense for it to be Elizabeth. And that was why I was like, oh, so we'd really have... Like, because, again, that's where Sam's problem is. Making Sam a mother, especially to more than one kid, was the worst thing they could have done for that character. And I hate saying that, but it's sort of like the same thing with Nina. If I like the fact that, I mean, for all intents and purposes, it's going to be Nell, because let's face it, do we really think Nina would have been a good mother? I mean, she didn't have a good example. I mean, and again, it's a character. I Nina's a character I have I've liked in a lot of ways and then also now it's all about Jax and you're like this isn't this is a weird direction but yeah the thing with her daughter was too much of a focus I don't know there there were some big missteps with Charlotte too the same thing with Willow and Charlotte I'm like "Eh, these characters let we don't not everyone needs to be a mother not everyone needs to be a good mother we need to have some balance yeah and I think that it makes a lot of sense because if if Liz, if you were going to continue to, to counterbalance Liz and yeah. Sam, like they were going to be the new Vicky and Dorian, and I'm sure yeah. for some writers that would have been what happened, then it would have made sense. Sam is the childless adventurer, you know, and Liz is, and so when Lucky, exactly. and, in a different world where Lucky had stayed and Jason, I think those four would have played like Todd, Blair, Sky, and, and, and Max. You yeah. know, or Todd Blair, Gabrielle and Max, or whatever, you know, over the years, as a foursome where you really saw how each woman represented something different, and and yeah. both men were drawn to both. It's a little, I mean, it's a little sexist, but it's 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 a trope that I think we all voluntarily, we all opt into because we love our soaps so much. And that's it. I mean, I love soap. Yeah, as we start to wrap up, the Nina storyline with the with the child just changed too much for me, where it's like, uh, at first we think it was going to be Kiki, then it was Willow, now it's Nell. Like, I just don't care anymore. And to me, it's like, where could we go with that? Like, it's not that interesting. Yeah, I'm not so actually I'm sure we needed to recast. I yeah. mean, Cynthia Watros is great. She's even greater, which yeah, is I crazy. Love her. But like, I'm not certain that we needed to re. I mean, it might have been a natural end, or you could have rested her a little bit, then brought her back after you got to define, Cynthia, like what you wanted to do. Because again, she suffered from that old thing where she stepped right in, you know, to, to Michelle's stories. And Michelle played, Michelle so clearly defines a character. Sandra Nelson had the same yeah. problem when she became the new Phyllis, that um, that you spend a lot of time comparing them. And 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 so I think that maybe that story, that everything there could have been paused while they reset it, and then brought Nina back you know, or maybe even sent Nina off yeah. on a quest and then put Valentine to do some other things and then come back and done that. But we are where we are. I I do not know what's going on with Ingo. And Lord knows I wish I had another two hours to, to chat with you about this because yeah. Ingo, his, his, he doesn't light up the screen the way he did, you know. And, and no, I, I agree. 
if it's the writing, if it's if it's just the actor, uh, because even on Bold, he was once one of the most exciting stars on soaps, and 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 the truth is he's he's he has all the things, so he does need different writing, but he also being a businessman who oversees. You know, and gives Nina advice. That's not Jax. Jax flies planes. Jack mix, Jax mixes it up with the thing. Jax is a power player, and you know, and Nina is certainly the, a good type of woman. But it's almost like they said, "Oh, they're single," let's, and they're the same age, so put them together. And there's nothing exciting about that. It doesn't. It's not Jax. It could be any guy. You know. Yeah, and and that's the sad part about the Nina character because I really like Cynthia too, and I'm hoping this revelation with Nell and especially Jax's involvement with whatever's going on there will make her go crazy because that's sadly where Nina excels. That's and her sweet Cynthia spot. Would excel. Yeah. Like, because that's the thing is with Michelle as Nina, the writing wasn't always good, I will say, but you liked her anyway. And I really liked Cynthia coming on and sort of maturing Nina in a way. But then we've had a bit of a misstep with her being giggly girl over Jax a little bit. And I'm like, oh, it may be her trying to play like Nina. I always say, like, I always reminded myself when Michelle would do something quirky, which I actually really liked. I always reminded myself that that Nina is 23, you know, and I guess she's 25 now. And that may be where it was Cynthia tries to bring in, but they ju- we just didn't get enough time. It feels like a different character. And, and, you know, and with all due respect to Ingo, they did the same thing to him with Thorne. Thorne could have been played by any actor and the character could have had, it could have been any character. It could have been Clark, you know, brought back in. And, and so it's, that's one thing when I talk about the big cast, like, again, I'm not going to opine on who should stay and who should go, but always know where you want every player on the board. And the show is so good right now. I, it, this is probably my only complaint because I have to have one. It's yeah. just that, you know, what do you want to do with Sasha? What's your what's your, your short-term plan, your medium-term plan, and what are you, where are you trying to get to long-term? You know, uh, something happening, Sasha and Jax teaming up to, to raid something, or Sasha and Jax teaming up to, to take over Deception or something like that. That, to me, is a lot more interesting than Jax mentoring Nina because it's just when I grew up with Jax, he, he was an exciting playboy, and now, you know, like you said, it's back to being a, it's good that he's a parent, I guess it did, but it's just, he's defined by either being a parent to Jocelyn or sometimes a parent to Nina. And I'm not down with that. Kind of like with Sharon and Adam and yeah. no disrespect to the real life couple. Mm-hmm. The reason we're going to that there, there is a creep factor to someone parenting. And, and yeah. I get, I like guys who are old enough to be my dad. If Mary Kay Letourneau was their teacher, but that's beside the point. There, there's the relationship aspect. Not age is just a number. So, so it's one of those that it, it is like you didn't feel that way when Nina was with Franco or with Valentine, but with Jax, there and they don't really have the same chemistry. Oh, and that's the thing. The, the and it's not, it's not a good story. Yeah, he mentors her. He gives her yeah. tips. He brings her places. You don't think that you can't wait. And when they kiss, it's fine. But you don't wait for their next kiss. I remember when Jax and Sky, they made us wait so long for that that when they kissed, it was yeah. amazing. You know, he would do things like carry her in from the rain, you know, and and I remember the same thing with Jax and Brenda, that Jax was a white knight, and, yeah. and, and he certainly flawed. And Jax and Carly were a surprise, because oh, they wouldn't yeah. have worked with anybody, I think, but more right. Is, yeah. But they, they, I wish they put them back together. Yeah, Jax and Alexis like were but, fun. Yeah. So I do yeah. not know what it is. I, I really don't, don't think it's the happening. actor, but I don't think that they're writing Jax. I think they're just writing Jax, a character named Jax. And so, oh my goodness, look at the time. But I have yeah. to apologize. But I love this. You, you are my Texas soap soulmate. 
And um, and I'm glad that I got to share with you about Steve Bird. I got to bring something. I brought, you know, it's like bring a gift to a party. I got to bring that to this party. The little tidbit yes. about Steve Burton and days. And, yeah, thank uh, you so much for doing this. <laughs> Before we uh, wrap up, and I'm sure we'll do this again. This was a good talk. Like uh, not even at all what I was expecting. Where can they keep up the conversation with you on social media? So I'm BZ Ben Bryant uh, on both Instagram and Twitter, and that kind of it's like and and on facebook so uh any of those places i'll tell you the three is someone on instagram it's a lot of travel it's a lot of art and and just a little sprinkling of current events i have to admit on twitter right now uh you know like any washington animal uh, you know i have some strong opinions i don't normally tweet about politics as much but i really feel passionately about the time we're in right now and i really feel passionate about civility and and the incivility You'll find a lot of crit- criticism of that, and I don't like uh, disinformation because I was a spokesman for government agency for a long time. And uh, and so, you know, if that's your if that's your jam, come follow me on Twitter. If not, you might want to like hold that in your pocket, and then after November. Uh, and on Facebook, it's a little bit of everything, but it's a lot more of the video and stuff. And then, of course, follow both Lucretia and I on Forever and a Day. I think I premiere next Monday. Little Birdie told me that. All right, and since I'm Lucretia Line, guys, you can always find me at L A C R E T I A L Y O N anywhere on the internet since there is only one. Thank you for listening to Believe in Soap Operas. If you're not subscribed to the show, be sure to hit that button so you get new episodes each week in the feed of your favorite podcasting app. Like us, rate us. Have something to say? Leave us a review. And if you love this show and daytime drama, download the latest soap opera, Forever and a Day, out now on all your favorite podcasting platforms where you can find this one. So yes, soaps have gone back to their roots with audio drama, and yours truly is one of the voice actors. New episodes drop every Monday and Friday, so subscribe to the channel, Forever and a Day, and hear all about what's happening in Augustus, Illinois, as well as daytime legend Beth Eller's return to the genre. Stay tuned for more Believe in Soap Operas, including my long conversation with author Jerry Waggett, who wrote several One Life to Live companion books, as well as You Know Your Life is a Soap Opera If... Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.